This podcast is proud to be part of the Blueberry Network. That's blueberry with no E's dot com. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to Transpersonal Radio with Angela Lynn Gibson. Remember, your thoughts upload your reality. Think wisely and always prepare to ignite. Welcome. Welcome to Transpersonal Radio. Transpersonalradio.com. Real talk for real life. Inspiring podcasts. Exploring personal empowerment. empowerment. And transformation. Through parapsychology, spirituality, and how your thoughts Up. upload your reality. And now your host, Angela. Angela L. Gibson. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash transpersonal radio. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Margaret Gomes, founder and owner of Live Food Academy and certified raw food chef, joins me to discuss her journey from illness back to health using live raw foods and how we can also heal ourselves through delicious, simple, raw, organic foods. Margaret founded Live Food Academy to teach making raw food simple. Margaret, thank you for joining me today to do this podcast. Thank you very much, Angela. It's a pleasure to be here. Let's talk about live food and raw food for real people. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean those of us who were not trained as chefs in culinary schools. (laughs) Sure. Uh, Maybe some of us don't even know how to boil water. Right, (laughs) right, exactly. Of course, with, you know, with raw food, boiled water probably isn't necessary. But, you know, what would be some some examples of easy prep? Really simple for non-chefs, literally like the, the dummies for raw food, you know, the dummies version of raw live food. Sure. I have a few simple, easy steps that I always teach people to incorporate foods into their diet, raw foods into their diet, per se. Um, One of them is juicing, because juicing is easy. You just need advanced preparation. It's like you don't have to do everything at the one time. You can actually work out what juice you're going to do and prepare the vegetables the night before and put them in a baggie. Good point. Okay, so that's done. You don't have to deal with it. If your juicer is on the counter and not in the cupboard, <laughs> noted. Then, <laughs> then it's easy if it's set up to just get your vegetables out and just juice them. Okay, if you're one of these people that do have five children running around holding onto your skirt and um, you have to take them to school and you have work and this whole you know, if you've got this whole scene and you don't have time to disassemble the juicer and wash it and put it away, just put it in a bowl of soapy water. Oh, good point. <laughs> you don't need to do it right away. When you come back, all of the vegetable will be dislodged. All you need to do is rinse it and just put it in your sink drain. Very good. So that solves that issue. So juicing, I think, is one of the things that I really recommend. Even if you are on a standard American diet, if you just leave the diet the way it is and just add juicing to it. Okay. Because once you start juicing, your body will begin to feel alkaline and you're not going to crave the junk food so much. Automatically, 
You don't need to change anything, you know. How many times a day should someone juice? To start with, I would say once in the morning is ideal because it really, you know, you've just gotten up from not eating for eight hours or so, depending on what time you go to bed. And so that thing essentially is a fast. You fasted for eight hours. We fast every day while we're sleeping because we're not eating. True. Right. So when you get up, imagine the shock when you're eating bacon and eggs. Oh, yes. <laughs> right? And then you have Imagine. That. That's true. Imagine the shock to your body. And I'll tell you what I don't feel after eating <laughs> bacon and eggs. I don't feel energetic. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I feel full, but I don't feel energetic. Right, right. And that actually, that feeling of fullness that you mentioned is something that people that eat a lot of meat, they crave that feeling of fullness, but it's actually not healthy. It's not healthy for us because we're just filling our stomachs too much. Let's talk about nutrition. It's a biological fact that the body must burn more energy to convert meat to usable components than if someone eats a plant-based diet. Right. Uh, But one of the arguments I hear all the time from carnivores or meat eaters is if you're vegetarian or if you're vegan, you're not getting the proper amount of protein or other necessary minerals or right, vitamins. Right, right, right. Protein is just, it's so funny. It's every time I talk to someone, the protein issue always, always comes, comes up. up, right? Always. No, I can't do this diet because I'm not getting enough protein and I don't feel well and, you know, I'm always hungry. You know, so there's a lot of different components that come up in that conversation. Yes, yes. So, in other words, what the argument is, mm-hmm. is that if, if you're trying to live a healthier lifestyle, particularly a meatless healthier lifestyle, your nutrition is actually suffering. So do vegetarians, do vegans or raw foodists have to take in vitamin supplements or do protein shakes or something to get enough daily nutrients? Or is that a myth? There's a lot of myths with um, connected to protein. And um, there's studies that show that Americans actually eat like three times more protein than you should eat. Mm, Interesting. Americans eat like 200 grams of protein a day on average. My goodness. Your body, um, like an average person, should only need like 60 grams of protein. Interesting. That's nothing. Wow. If you look at at breakdowns of protein, beans actually have more protein than meat does. Okay. And most people say, what? Yes. Right? Yes. But it's true. Spinach. Spinach, and then with your vegetables, all of your vegetables have protein. Okay. Kale is 50% protein. I bet a lot of people don't know that one. They don't. A lot of people don't. Now, the thing is, because most vegetables and fruits are high water content, then you need to eat a lot of them in order to get the recommended amount of protein or nutrients. Mm -hmm. And this is where people fall into the trap of they make a change in their diet, Mm -hmm. then they start getting dizzy or they say, oh, look, this is not for me. I'm always hungry. They don't realize that the protein and calorie content of fruits and vegetables and grains and things like that is a lot lower okay. than when you're eating meat and cooked foods. So, so you need to make an adjustment. Would you eat more frequently throughout the day? That's right. Okay. That's exactly right. The secret is to eat more throughout the day. If, you need, if you're athletic, for example, and you work out a lot, 
and you're looking at, on average, a 3,000-calorie diet, right? Yes. For that, you would need to do either a protein shake with a protein powder, a good quality sprouted protein powder. There's a lot of them on the market. Sun Warrior is one of them. Garden of Life is another. They're really good quality um, protein and also other nutrients in there as well. And you take that, that in itself with some fruit, and almond milk, for example, would give you an extra 500 calories. Okay. Just one smoothie. Very good. So it's very easy to actually adjust. You just need to want to. Right. <laughs> you right. need to want to get over those hurdles. And I think it, it's not even necessarily always the want to. It's some people just don't know how. That's right. It's That's it's right. overwhelming. It's confusing because you it look is. at you look at the media. Mm-hmm. We are bombarded with an overwhelming amount of information. I know. And contradictory information. Right. So right. we're told one day. Uh, don't eat butter. It's bad for you. You have to eat margarine. A year later, we're told, oh, no, you should be eating butter because margarine is bad for you because right, it's right. chemicals and you should, you know, eating right, butter. Exactly. Is, it, there's this constant, you should, eat, you should eat this, you shouldn't eat that. Oh, no, we changed our minds. Now it's the other way around. Right, right. In a sense, it's brainwashing. Yes. See, we're being like, we're puppets. Most people sit there in front of the television, watch television. Most of the day. Yes. And there is so much information that's actually thrown at them on a subtle level. Do this, do that, go and buy this. You yes. Know? And so we're, we're brainwashed. Yes. In essence. We don't have the time to sit down and actually analyze for ourselves and research for ourselves what is better for my body. Yes. You know. Yes. What Absolutely. makes me feel good. You know. So as I was saying before, like the, just the few little basic steps on how people could incorporate raw foods into their diet. The first one was the juicing. Mm-hmm. The second one is a smoothie, which is like usually a percentage of 60% fruit and 40% vegetables. Okay. If you like, um, if you don't like greens that much, which is usually the case when you start, you know, you don't feel like it because your body's acidic. So what acidic craves is sweet. Yes. Sweet and mm-hmm. salty. You don't crave alkaline, which is your greens and, and things like that. So you can just up the fruit, you know, make it like 70% and 30% greens. You'll find if you do this every day, all you need is a glass. Let's do like eight ounces. Oh, that's it? Well, let's just start with eight ounces. Okay. okay? I do a quart. In general, when I, what I do is when I do a smoothie, I do a quart and I carry it around with me when I'm doing stuff. And so I have two or three hours of sipping. Nice. Nutrients. Okay. Rather than stopping by Starbucks and getting coffee, uh-huh. which is like 600 calories. Uh, yes. In the, right? Of milk and sugar. Milk and sugar. <laughs> <laughs> milk, sugar, and caffeine. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. That's nutritional. That's right. That's right. That'll give you a high. <laughs> and a crash later. That's right. Yes. That's right. So that's a good way of getting a lot of nutrients condensed into a glass. Okay. Right. So there are two things. The other thing that I recommend is doing like a small bowl of salad before your lunch and your dinner. Okay. Right. And that's, I think, pretty accessible and easy to do. Just vary your vegetables. I call it a kaleidoscope salad because I like color. Okay. In my salad. So I just add as much color as possible. I mean, we have so many different colors in our vegetables. We have, you know, sprouts. We have like red bell peppers, yellow, orange. 
you know, you have all sorts of lettuce, you have, um, you know, you can add walnuts, you can add all sorts of nuts, you can add anything, anything you like, you can add dried fruit like apricots, you know, strawberries. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> We're going to have to take a break so I can go eat. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds so, good. I have a question. Sure. This has been a question of mine for, for quite some time. And I haven't really gotten a satisfactory answer. So why aren't there any drive through or quick-serve raw food options or healthy vegan vegetarian options? I mean, the closest thing really that I can think of is Jamba Juice where you get out and you go and you get your, your smoothie or your, or your, your fruit juice. drink. But even that, most of them are probably pretty much dessert-type drinks. Right. They have healthy options in there. But, you know, I always go for the Orange Dream Machine, which is <laughs> probably not the healthiest option. <laughs> um, but, you know, but seriously, why, why aren't there more juice bars around that are easily accessible? Why can't I go up to a drive through and pay five bucks for somebody to, to make me a juice right there. Right. Hey, I want the, you know, super vegetable juice mm -hmm. instead of paying five bucks to Starbucks. What, why don't we have that option? Right. But how many times have you looked for that option? Now? I've looked often. I, I've actually downloaded mm -hmm. apps on my iPhone uh, mm -hmm. to find things near me. And I have done searches on, um, on raw food restaurants, uh, healthy restaurants, uh, live raw food, organic food. Right, right, And right. I, in, in my particular geographic location, one vegetarian restaurant right which, which is, is which one another town away right further east right and nothing otherwise in the area uh, right. aside from going into a whole foods or a nugget market or a trader joe's or something to that effect but again i'm saying if we had as a general population if we had the option to drive go through a drive through and pick up a healthy pre-made salad and a juice. Mm -hmm. Okay, somebody juices something for me, and they give me a, a pre-made salad or whatever it is. Right. That's at a competitive price, as opposed to McDonald's across the street. If I had that choice, guess guess where I would go. Well, I <laughs> you'd it wouldn't be one. McDonald's. It wouldn't be McDonald's. That's great. The unfortunate thing is that you are probably the exception to the rule right now. How do we change I mean, that? There is. With um, information, I guess, you know, that's what where my role is. And that's why I created Live Food Academy was exactly to get the word out okay. that you need to take responsibility for your health. Mm -hmm. And taking responsibility is making the right choices. Whether you have to make it yourself okay. or whether you need to um, demand it from where you do go normally. Most restaurants are actually really open and flexible to creating choices for their customers. Okay. Now, I have called on several occasions when I have meeting engagements. I've called and found out what their menus are and asked them if they'll do something specially for me. And they're more than willing. Really? Yes. Okay. They're more than willing. Um, to create something for me. Um, the other thing is most places do have things like orange juice and your basic carrot juice and mm -hmm. things like that. So you can have some kind of option. Unfortunately, here in Sacramento, we don't have a lot of choices. If we lived in L.A., for example, there is a lot 
of vegetarian, vegan yes. restaurants. In San Francisco, there's a lot of choices. In Berkeley, there's like, I don't know how many restaurants, 10 maybe, vegetarian, vegan restaurants, all on one stretch. Wow. You know, it's right near the So university. I need to move. We need to move. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. And then in, in San Francisco, they have the whole chain of raw food restaurants called Cafe Gratitude. And they have like five They've branched out. They have one in L.A. So they have a whole line of healthy foods. They're always packed. Wow. Always. Interesting. Okay. So give me a day in the life of a raw food person. So I decide I want to, I've made the decision. I want to live healthier. I want to eat healthier. I want to feel better. I want to have more energy. What would be an example daily menu? What do I do from the minute I get up in the morning till I go to bed that night? Okay. What you need to realize is you need to pre-plan. A regular day for me, I basically get up and I juice. Okay. Maybe half an hour later, I'll make the smoothie. And then I walk out the door if I have an appointment with the smoothie. That's my breakfast. If I've been really busy over that week, I may not have time to pre-plan. But I usually do burgers, and I have burgers made in advance. I make burgers in the dehydrator. And you're not talking about meat burgers. I'm not talking about meat burgers. You're not talking about McDonald's and vegetable burgers. No, no McDonald's. (laughs) Not in vegetable. Okay, not in vegetable burgers. So um, I use the pulp from juicing, Mm -hmm. and I combine that pulp with some nuts and sun-dried tomatoes and um, mushrooms and spices. I've never heard of that. And I make them into burgers, and I put them in the dehydrator. Four hours later, they're done. They can be frozen. So, you know, these things are all things that I can pre-plan in advance. Okay. I make bread with almond pulp and different vegetable pulps. And so I have bread. And so I can make my own sandwich. Wow. Okay. So that brings us to lunch. That brings us to lunch. Exactly. You can either have a salad. I usually do at least one big salad a day. And I put everything in the salad. I include um, broccoli and cauliflower, which are very good anti-cancer vegetables and also anti-menopause if uh, you're going through that time. Yes. I actually did a talk yesterday on menopause. Okay. And um, so they're two of the really good ingredients. So um, I either do a big salad for lunch or I'll have some burgers or I'll have another smoothie. I do a lot of liquid um, nutrition because I find that it's easy to digest. It's assimilated within 20 to 30 minutes. I get that energy straight away rather than sitting down to a heavy meal mm-hmm. and waiting in cases where people eat meat up to 72 hours for that meat to Ugh. digest in the body. That's pretty scary. It is. It's scary. It is. And that's where the possibility for illness occurs. Makes the sense. The longer the body takes to digest something, it's actually stagnated in the body. Yes. And that's where illness comes up. You know, and occurs. So um, the ideal is to eat things that take the least time to digest and give you the most energy. Okay. And so and for dinner, would you and also? So for dinner, um, I I do maybe five percent cooked food. If it's cold, I might have a vegetable soup with a side salad. I do quinoa as well, which is a complete protein. It's a really good substitute for rice. 
And then I have the desserts. I mean, once in a while, we do make our desserts, our pies. I've had your dessert. That's good stuff. Desserts are amazing. Amazing. That's one of the best ways to get people hooked on raw food is to do dessert. Ah, (laughs) makes sense. You see. They like sweets. Everyone loves sweets. Yes, but these are healthy sweets. They're healthy sweets. And the difference is with processed sweets, you don't get that message in your brain that your blood sugar is rising. Mm-hmm. So that's why we tend to crave more and more and more junk food okay. and processed sugars. With a healthy sweet, you don't get that feeling. You like eat a little bit and it's like, wow, I'm satisfied now. I don't want any more. Very nice. You know, and that's why fruit is good for you too as a snack. Yes. Because fruit does give you that message. I mean, you've never seen someone eat a whole pound of apples, right? <laughs> No, not at once. <laughs> that would be amazing. Unless it's a horse. So right. horses love <laughs> Right, exactly. Let's talk about uh, sugars for a second. Because, sure. Because uh, there's also um, a myth around that. There's a lot of, conf- let's not call it a myth. Let's say there's a lot of confusion right. surrounding sugars and the difference between fructose, which comes from fruit, and sucrose, which is a designed processed sugar, table right. sugar. And all of the chemical sweeteners, and then you have your natural sweeteners such as stevia and agave syrup. Can you give a simple primer for people to explain the differences of all these sugar options and where you should sort of be looking if you want to fulfill that sweet taste? What's healthy for you and what isn't? Right. The bottom line is processed versus unprocessed. Okay, if you have something that's extremely processed, you know, like the equal sweeteners and all of those chemical sweeteners, it's not good for your body. Firstly, your body doesn't recognize it, doesn't know what it is. To your body, it's a chemical. It's treated as a toxin. Yes. You know, and all of those chemical sweeteners like equal have aspartame, which there have been a lot of studies linking aspartame to a lot of brain disorders, autism, you know, um, neurological things like multiple sclerosis. They're just not good for the body. It's better for you to have like honey, you know, as a sweetener rather than to have those or even just raw cane sugar would be better. So there are different levels of sweeteners and depending on where you are at, you can transition. I would suggest to cut out all of those chemical sweeteners like equal and, you know, the, what the other one's called. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know them all there's because so I don't many. use them. But there's equal. Splenda, I think. Splenda. Splenda is Splenda. yes. a really popular one. And yeah, I would suggest low. That was, Sweet and Low. Yes. Exactly. They're all the same. They advertise the low calorie, mm-hmm. um, but they're really, really bad for the body. I would recommend taking all of those out. If you really like sugar, it's better to do the raw sugar than any of those. If you don't want to do raw sugar, then you can do honey. Raw honey is really good. It's actually the best antibiotic you can use in your body. Very good. And one of the things I found personally Mm -hmm. in my search with this, I was turned on to stevia leaf uh, some time ago. And I used it for a while, but I actually ended up having a reaction to the stevia leaf. And upon doing further research, I found out that uh, if you have ragweed allergies, you should stay away from stevia. Okay. So in that whole adventure, 
I finally came around to the agave syrup, right. which also has a low uh, glycemic index. Glycemic index. And it's perfect for me for what I use it for. It's right. exactly what I need, and that's and so that is my sweetener now. Right, choice. that's really good. Now, agave is good. You just need to make sure it's raw. Yes. Because a lot of the other, uh, the ones that aren't raw have been super processed, just like they do maple syrup. They've boiled it to like 300 degrees or whatever. Stevie is a good option as well because it's natural. It comes from a plant. Yes. You know, some people have issues with the taste, right? That never bothered me as long as yeah. I didn't over, over overdo it. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. because you really only need a drop, exactly. a very, very small amount. Mm-hmm. There are also other sweeteners on the market that most people aren't aware of that are made from Jerusalem artichokes. Okay, share that. Bright Earth Foods is a, it's a local company in Oregon, based in Oregon. They carry a lot of the superfoods, and they have a Jerusalem artichoke syrup, which is very similar to molasses, and I use for a lot of my desserts. Okay. They also have a powder called inulin powder, which is also a derivative of Jerusalem artichokes, and that um, it tastes like confectioner's sugar. Wow. So you can use it in baked goods, or you can just use it as a substitute for sugar. Fascinating. They are very low glycemic. They're actually better than the agave for people who are okay. diabetics or who have that type of problem, you know, where sugar is, a, is an issue. There's a lot of options. I use dates a lot as a sweetener. Even in a smoothie or anything like that, I just blend up the dates. You can actually blend dates with water and create a paste and use that as a sweetener. Wow. Add water to it and just create, you know, the, the consistency that you want, and then you can just add. Very good. And so that's a natural sweetener. Nice. You Very know, good. there's a lot of different options. Let's talk about superfoods. Sure. For a minute. Sure. What is a superfood? What makes a food a superfood? What makes a food a superfood? There's a lot of controversy there about superfoods. You need to become aware and research what is good and what's not. You have things like goji berries, you know, people talk about goji berries. There's all these different berries like yum yum berries. There's all these um, different products that have, most of them have come from South America, the Amazon more specifically. Uh, Peru has a lot of things. Um, Chia seeds, for example, which is a high protein, high omega-3 food. Uh, Really good for endurance and people who do sports. Right. Then you have your, your flax seeds, you have um, chocolate people. There's a contradictory thing with chocolate. Some people say it's a superfood, others say it's not. You just need to do research, but the idea behind superfoods is that they are nutrients that enhance our body function and help us to heal. Okay. Essentially. Would a goji berry be a superfood? Yes. Okay. A goji berry is a superfood, it's very high in protein. So you can have it as a snack. Okay. You know, it's really good. You can add it to cereal. You can even just eat it as it is. You can blend it. I usually put it into a lot of my sweets. I make um, little power balls and I add the goji berries in there as well. Yeah. And then with the chocolate, the chocolate essentially has caffeine in it. Whether it's raw or not, it has caffeine in it. And we know that caffeine is not good for us because it's a drug. Yes, as I sit here with my iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's a drug. Yes. Whether yes. it has a lot of caffeine or not, it's still a drug. As is you know, processed sugar. As is processed sugar. Yes. Exactly. And it does change the brain addictive. chemistry. It yes. changes the brain chemistry and it's extremely addictive. It's true. 
my husband was telling me something about a friend of his today who tried to get off coffee. She'd been on coffee for like years and she went through days of extreme migraines uh, yes. trying to get off coffee and that just shows you yes. the body trying to wean itself off a drug. Yeah, you're going through withdrawal symptoms. Right, yeah. you're going through Absolutely. withdrawal symptoms. So. You know, chocolate, I use it very sparingly. I do make some desserts with it. I try to divide it or mix it up with carob. Carob is like a chocolate substitute without the caffeine, and it's really high in nutrients and vitamins. It's really good. My son only has, for him, chocolate is carob. Okay. He has a carob shake with banana, and he loves it. Very good. He loves it. He doesn't like chocolate. I've not given him chocolate essentially for years. Okay. You know, he might go somewhere to a kid's party, and there might be chocolate. He might eat a little bit, but it's not something he asks for. Very good. So, you know, it's a, it's all in the education, in educating and transitioning, you know. Wonderful. And making choices. Absolutely. Right? And what making better choices. than to start at a young age? At a young age. Absolutely. That's right. I do a lot of classes with children, and they do. Um, it's amazing to see children actually making something healthy and sitting there and eating it all because they made it. And they're you know enjoying I mean? it. And they enjoy it. And it's their achievement. That's wonderful. It's their achievement, you know. So it's, it's great. It's great to see, and it's a good way even for parents to make things with their children and see them making yes. healthy choices. Absolutely. Let's talk about... The whole cleansing and detox movement, there mm -hmm. are so many different methods uh, surrounding how you should cleanse, when you should cleanse, detox. Mm -hmm. There are packaged uh, kits, you know, seven-day cleanse, 30-day cleanse of pills and whatnot. Right. What's your take on the whole cleansing and detoxing? Uh, is it necessary? Should it be done? And if so, what's the healthiest way to go about doing it? Cleansing and detox is very important, I think. It depends on how polluted your body is, could I say. And if you're trying to make a change from a standard American diet, which is like full of fat and sugar and salt, and if you do the whole soda thing, some people have 10, 20 sodas a day, Ugh, yeah. you know, and so that's, that's, it's just extremely polluting on the body. So those people... It's really good to do a cleanse. And a cleanse is a really easy transition because once you do a cleanse and if you do it properly, then you need to then, it, you have the uh, means to put things into place to change your diet. Okay. The cleanse is like a stepping stone. It's like an alcoholic goes to a rehab center and so they stop drinking alcohol, but then they have to substitute that alcohol with something else. Correct. Right? It's a transitionary process. Smoking is the same. Or drugs. Cleansing and detoxing is, is really good for the body. I advocate it should be done at least once a year, a good okay. cleanse. Okay? The amount of time you do the cleanse depends on your body, your physical ailments, if you have illnesses or not. Your lifestyle, your work, it depends on a lot of different factors. Right. right. But you can do a cleanse or a detox for two days or three days. You can do it for a week. Some people do it for two weeks. There are some people that actually go to a detox center or a fasting center and um, which is supervised by doctors and the whole thing and do cleanses for like three or four weeks and okay. walk out without cancer. Wow. It's amazing. 
That is amazing. Walk out without diabetes. You know, walk out without arthritis. Society, regular society, is not aware of the options that we have to actually improve our health. Absolutely. So, you know. so someone who's just wanting to get on a healthy track and, right. and do some cleansing at home, right. whether it's the two or three day or seven day, mm-hmm. is there something that you recommend that people do? Yeah, up to, when you're leading up to a cleanse, you need to make sure you have enough minerals in your body. By minerals, I mean your sulfur, your phosphorus, your magnesium, and those. What happens with minerals is they help you to detox properly and help you to eliminate the toxins through your body. If you don't have enough mineral supplements in your body, then you run the risk of absorbing those toxins again and being back to square one. How do you get the minerals that you need before you start cleansing? You can either take supplements for those minerals or you can do juicing. Ah, you see, because okay. juicing actually uh, provides you with all of those mineral supplements. And detoxes at the same and time. And detoxes at the same time. Okay. In fact, when I was going through my recovery, I focused my juicing on certain organs, which I knew were having problems like my liver, you know, and my kidneys and, and things like that. And I went through major detox symptoms, you know, for a few weeks. So I wasn't aware at that time of the mineral okay supplementation so you know i'm talking from experience when i say you need to make sure you have enough mineral supplements you know i had a rash going some people get a real they call it a healing rash or a detoxing rash so these things you can avoid okay you know you can avoid the headaches you can avoid the the tiredness all of those things are linked to not having enough nutrients in your body to deal with all the toxins. I see. So you're somewhat malnourished before you start this cleanse. Right. You need to make sure you're already eating or you've transitioned into a healthier way of eating before you take a cleanse on. Otherwise, you're going to feel so sick and you're not going to, you're not going to make it. Makes sense. Right. Makes sense. Right. And then people blame the cleanse. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, the cleanse doesn't work for me. I'm right. going to go back to my diet. Yeah. You know, it's, a, it's all knowing, you know, knowing how to do something properly. Makes sense. Know. Right. Speaking of knowing how to do things properly, mm-hmm. let's talk about your classes. Okay. What different types of classes do you offer? How often are they? Give us some information about how we can come to your class. And- okay. Well, my classes, I have a schedule set up on my website. And my classes are all fun, hands-on. You know, you meet a lot of people that are wanting to make the transition. So I try to make it as fun as possible. You know, my next class is actually in two weeks. It's a Hawaiian class. Oh, fun. So we're going to do the whole luau thing Okay. with the class. The venue actually has a pool. So we're going to be eating by the pool. But you're not having roasted pig. No, I'm not this doing all... any roasted pig. <laughs> <laughs> this is live Same raw. Stuff. That's right. It's raw food. It's actually a combination of raw and vegan cooked food. Fat. Okay. okay. Fascinating. So it helps people to make a transition. And it's fun. All of my classes are fun. I do a lot of community events. I have one next Saturday at Sunflower Market in Roseville. So I'm going to be talking about raw foods and how can they, they can incorporate raw foods into their diet. And I'm going to make... A noodle made from zucchini, which really? people always think, no, not possible. 
Yeah, you can make noodles out of anything. There's actually a specific slicer that you buy called the spiral slicer, which spiralizes zucchini or sweet potato or beets or carrot, anything that's a hard root vegetable you can like make noodles out of. Wow. So I'm going to be Would making never, never noodles, noodle like marinara, a marinara sauce with the noodles on the side. Yeah, so there's so many things, you know. And you offer classes for children as well? I do do classes for children. I also do private catering events if people want to do catering. I've catered a number of events. I catered weddings, you know, where people wanted to have different options. And I did a combination of vegan cooked and raw appetizers and desserts. How do people reach you? Okay, they can reach me through my website, livefoodacademy.com. There's a submission button there where they can, um, you know, send me a message. I'm very accessible. Most of my students end up with my telephone number and they call me all the time, whether they're trying to make something or they want advice on any specific issues that they have. So I'm totally accessible. I always have my cell phone. So Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Margaret, for spending time with me today and helping me get a different mindset about eating healthy, being healthier. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, and I'm hoping that you will call me. Oh, I, I will <laughs> definitely call, call you. And, and you. after this podcast, I'm going to go get my juicer down off my shelf and out of the cupboard and put it on the shelf where I can see it. Very good. Very good. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Margaret. (laughs) Thank you. You've been listening to part two of two of my interview with Margaret Gomes, founder and owner of Live Food Academy and certified raw food chef. If you missed part one, be sure to go back and listen as Margaret explains how we can heal ourselves through delicious, simple, raw, organic foods. I want to give a shout out to Steve Schoen, an accomplished professional voice actor and audio producer who created my new intro and outro for Transpersonal Radio. Steve is based out of the Sacramento, California area. If you'd like to hire Steve for voiceover work, you can find him at soundsofmyvoice.com. That's sounds with an S, soundsofmyvoice.com. Steve is also an event entertainer and wedding DJ. If you want to liven up your event with a truly talented and fun personality, check out sacramentoweddingdj.com. You can also find Steve on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash steve.shown. That's S-C-H-O-N. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Trans Transpersonal Radio. If you'd like to suggest a future future topic or be a guest, guest visit transpersonalradio.com. Call the hotline at 619-800-6057 or, or like our page, facebook.com/transpersonalradio. Slash